Welcome to Ordinary Fellowship, a podcast inspired by the Puritan practice of godly conference, or spiritual conversations among believers. These spiritual conversations offer practical spiritual help for Christian living. Welcome to Ordinary Fellowship. I'm Jeremy Lee, and with me is always Matthew McLaughlin. Hey, Jeremy. My sidekick, as you all know. <laughs> We're very serious today, Matthew. I noticed. He's going to bounce me with my banter, I think. He's got that look in his eye. Yeah, I'll be good. <laughs> We're talking about Christian piety, or especially growing in piety, or spiritual growth. That's what we've been talking about for a few weeks. And the fact that God has given us means or ways to grow in maturity or piety. Explain these, God has. Explain these in the scripture as things that are for us, for our benefit, for our good. And they'll help us on this journey of the Christian life that is, is frankly, <laughs> metaphorically, a battle. It's a journey. It's a race. It's not a. It's not a, a nice stroll in a safe community, uh, where you have no worries. <laughs> that does not describe Christian life. It's it's a race where you're, where you have to strain. It's a battle that you have to fight, and so all these means of grace are ways not only to help us in our spiritual maturity, but to help us on that journey. And so we've talked about we talked about the Bible, we've talked about prayer, we talked about uh, worshiping together. We've, last week we talked about the biblical ordinances that cleanse us and give us food to nourish us in the battle. Today we're going to talk about Christian Sabbath or for the non-Sabbatarians, the Lord's Day. Although we'll talk about more about that in a minute, but I don't think that really helps your case. But <laughs> anyway, so let's first uh, start with Exodus chapter 20, uh, where God first uh, gives the commandment to Israel to remember the Sabbath. Uh, and I'm going to read those verses. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall do you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant, or your livestock, or the sojourner who is in within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. This is specifically commanded in writing to the people of Israel. However, this isn't the first time it occurs in the Bible. It actually occur, occurs in Genesis chapter 2. <laughs> it occurs in the beginning verses of Genesis chapter 2, where God explains this day of rest. And so the day was sanctified way before it was ever commanded to Moses. And so, like marriage, it is a, a, a creation ordinance that transcends the Mosaic Covenant. Now, there's aspects of it that are just for the Mosaic Covenant, like the specific day, but the principle, which the Baptist Catechism explains in this way, says the fourth commandment requires the keeping holy to God one whole day and seventh to be a Sabbath to himself. 
So you see it's abstracted there because in, under the old covenant, it was Saturday was the Sabbath. Under the new covenant, it was sanctified by Christ's resurrection. And so that now, since Christ's resurrection, has been the Lord's day or the Sabbath for God's New Testament people. Does that make sense, Matthew? It does. Okay. So, again, the Catechism says the fourth commandment requires a keeping holy to God one whole day and seven to be a Sabbath unto himself. So one of the important things that I learned from our pastor, not only is the Sabbath day talking about how you use that one day, but it's also referring to all six days, right? So the the six days, that's where we work. That's where we do our labor. And then God gives us one day and seven in order to rest and to focus on him. And a lot of people that reject the Sabbath or reject that the Christians still have to follow a Sabbath seem to, they act like, maybe this is my perception, but my perception is that they feel like it's a burden that they have to bear. And the Sabbath, though Israel and the Pharisees turned it into a burden, was not intended by God to be a burden. It was the exact opposite. Remember, they, they had just left Egypt, where they were slaves. They didn't have any days off. <laughs> Every day, they had to make bricks in, in the heat of the Egyptian sun. But God redeemed them from the taskmaster, Pharaoh, and now they're under the Lord God. And he doesn't require the people to work every day. He gives them one day and seven off a day of rest from their labor, and a day of devotion to the Lord. And even in the New Testament, that's still the idea. We're not, so that we're not slaves to our jobs. We are under the lordship of Christ, and, and he's, not a, he's not a cruel taskmaster. He doesn't make us work constantly with no rest. He gives us one day in seven to rest and to focus on him. And it really is intended to be a blessing for us, not a burden that we have to bear. Now, the catechism, and this is one of the things, I'm not sure about all of this, okay, but one of the things that the catechism says is it's one whole day in seven. So the whole day has to be to the Lord. Uh, they even say that you're supposed to rest from not only worldly employments, that I don't have a disagreement with, but also recreations. Now, I don't, it's hard for me to see in Scripture where there's, where Scripture requires us to rest from recreations. That's one issue I have. The other is historical and what was going on at the time to make the Puritans and the Baptists after them uh, say that we shouldn't be involved in recreation. I'm not certain about that. I, I wouldn't be so dogmatic about those things. My concern is that I think God does require a day devoted to him, and at minimum, that means we go to church on Sunday. My preference would be to have church to begin the day and church to end the day, but that's not in vogue today to have a Sunday evening service so that we're... at the. We start our day and end our day focusing on the Lord. Now, times in between, of course, because we're not working, we should be trying to focus on the Lord. 
it's not a day to catch up on the laundry. It's not a day to catch up on chores necessarily. Although, because Christ Christ gave some exceptions, like uh, works of mercy, we might find a reason that we need to do something like that. But it would be more for a work of mercy, not just because we procrastinated and put it off. It, it's not a make-up day for all the things you put off through the rest of the week. And I'm not just saying that to you guys, but to myself as well, because sometimes I'm an expert at procrastinating. Um, one of my mottos is, why do today what you can put off till tomorrow, um, <laughs> which frustrates my wife. But anyway, the the Sabbath isn't intended for that. It's, it's a day for you to rest your body and to renew your soul um, by by meeting with God's people by through prayer and the word and all the all the, the ordinances that we discussed and all the things that we do as we gather together and worship. That that's what the day is all about. That's what it's for. And it's intended to be a blessing. So is there anything that I need to clarify, backtrack, backpedal or anything like that? Nope, I think you're good. So you don't have any of your two cents to add to that. I do think that it's more important for us to pay attention to the broader principle as opposed to the strict enforcement of it. So in other words, I think the broad principle of the Sabbath day is that there's a day where we stop what normally comprises our day and we spend that time devoted and focus upon who Jesus is and what he's done on the gospel. Primarily, this is done by, as Jeremy was talking about, going to church. I think there's other ways we can supplement it, but I think we get ourselves in a bit of a tight spot if we be, if we become too strict, like Jeremy was talking about. If, if, you, if you argue that you can't do anything but think about Jesus for the day, then I'm afraid that gets it can become a legalistic endeavor as opposed to what I think God's purpose in the Sabbath actually is. Right. So uh, and I, I think that I think that's a good point. Um and this is why most of the discussions that I've listened to from guys who are actually encouraging people to make use of the Lord's day as a Sabbath day of rest they generally try to avoid the list of what you can and can't do because then then that does become legalistic the baptist faith and message maybe the old one i don't know that the current one says but it says to use today as commensurate with in commensuration something like that with the the christian conscience so i i do that's a good word because I may be more strict than you. You may you may not as be as strict as me, but it's not my it's not my job to bind your conscience by saying you can't do that. It's the Sabbath. I, I don't really know that that's helpful, and I I think sometimes in the Puritan literature, to me they they come across as too idealistic, especially if you have children. How how are you going? How are you going to deal with 
that time. Um, it's not it's not easy to. I mean, I could sit in a room and read my Bible, read Christian books, and pray for quite a while, but younger children aren't going to do that. And so that that just creates other dynamics. So you have to be, I think you have to be gracious towards others because you don't understand their situation and what they're trying to work through, um, if that makes sense. That I makes feel sense. like I'm rambling. No, I think, no, but I do think it's it's a broader picture. But I think it fits here. We can talk about it for a second. I think that, like you were talking about, I shouldn't seek to bind someone else's conscience on how, based on how I view the Sabbath. And yet at the same time, I need to have the fortitude to make sure it's understood where I stand and not simply give in to what somebody else is. And so I think that's part of this conversation that it's not specifically directed towards talking about the Sabbath, but I do think it fits in just to mention well, and it, that. It, and what what I would say is I, I think the Sabbath is, is a biblical command. So to not observe the Sabbath in any sense whatsoever yeah. I think is, is sinful and ought to be uh, – your pastor ought to be talking to you about right. it. Right. Um, your elders ought to be talking to you about it. Your Christian friends should be saying, hey, there's something going on here. And it's not wrong necessarily to say, hey, I noticed that on Sunday you're doing this, and my family and I, we are not involved in that. Could you explain that? It's okay to encourage people and help them grow, but just to demand that everybody conform to what you think is the thing to do is where it becomes a problem. And then it, then it becomes a burden because this, this is exactly what the Pharisees did. They had rules for how far you could walk. I mean, they got on Jesus' disciples because they picked grain from the field and rubbed it between their hands and ate it. That was somehow violating the Sabbath. We don't. We definitely don't want to go there. That we definitely don't want to go that far. Right. 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 But so. I don't want to make a list of things you can do. I don't want to make a list of things that you can't do. That's not really the point right. of this day. The point is a day that's devoted to the Lord. Our, it should be our aim as much as we can to keep the focus on the Lord. Um, I know a lot of times the Puritan literature talks about not even talking about other things other than the Lord. And no doubt the ideal that they're presenting is a, is a good ideal for which we should strive. And and sometimes I think at church that not many people talk about the Lord. We're too ready to talk about politics, work, or football, or whatever the case may be. And the Lord is the last thing we talk about. So that sh- certainly should be a consideration mm-hmm. But again, we shouldn't be coming down on someone because they said they say, "Hey, baseball season's about ready to start on Sunday." How dare you? This is Lord's Sabbath, right? And yet, at the same time, just the I think the point Jamie and I would make is at the same time when you look at the the stats, you, we can see this is a problem because the average evangelical church member church member attends church 1.6 times a month. Right. So 
that so then if you were constantly and consistently finding reasons to not go to church because we want to go to the lake or our kids have a sporting event or we had a we had a hard week and so we want to sleep in or whatever it is i would argue that then is a violation of not keeping the sabbath right and if you're volunteering to work when you don't need to right you know there are and of course there are some jobs that you have to do right. and we want the police to be yeah protecting us and the military to be on guard on sunday because people that would do us harm don't take sabbath day rests <laughs> right so there are certain jobs that require it but if you're if you're volunteering to do it and that might be a sign that your your priorities are financial rather than a devotion to the lord so it it's a day for the lord right right that's why we call it the lord's day it's the day that belongs to him one day in seven belongs to the Lord. So I think it's kind of funny that people who don't believe the Sabbath is a continuing obligation call Sunday the Lord's Day, because uh, then calling it the Lord's Day, you're saying this day belongs to Him, which is what I'm saying, <laughs> and right. what I think God commands us to do. Um, so I guess trying to present a brief argument for the ongoing binding nature of the Sabbath command and trying to encourage patience and tolerance with others who see things differently. So I think that's the first two things that we're trying to get at here. How does the Sabbath then help us? <laughs> How does it grow? help us to grow in spiritual maturity? How does it help us in that battle, in that journey? It gives us it gives us a break. It gives us a time where we can be refreshed. We've already in that time of refreshment, we're making use of the ordinances that God has given us. So in our Sabbath rest, when we're taking not the the battle's still raging on and sometimes and the battle's still going on on Sabbath, but we we get to come in and and have our wounds bound. We find healing through the gospel. We um, we get receive nourishment from the Lord's Supper, um, encouragement from fellow fellow warriors in the battle to continue the fight and not to lose faith, not to give up. Not only from our, our pastors preaching that and encouraging your faith, but other believers who are involved in the battle as well as you, encouraging you to keep on going. So it's a break. It's a time away. It's it's a time where worldly concerns aren't the main focus on your mind. It's a turning. It's a it's turning to the Lord and focusing everything on Him. One of the other things that I think. It's good to encourage on the Lord's Day is Christian fellowship, which we'll, I think we'll be talking about further. We're still discussing that, but I have friends who are more strict Sabbatarians than I am, and one of the things they do to fill their day is to have dinner with each other after church, and so they fellowship with each other afterwards. And this, of course will build community in your church and 
and help you in other ways as well. One of the things I'm thinking, and I, I think Joel Beakey said this one time, was that have you ever wanted to spend more time reading your Bible? Have you ever want, spent, wanted to spend more time reading Christian books? Have you ever wanted to spend more time with your Christian friends? That's why the Lord gave us the Sabbath. That's what it's for. So, so what I so therefore, I think one of the things we to help us just as a test is if I come into church and the the thoughts that dominate my mind are all the other things I want to do once I leave, we have a problem. I also think, practically speaking, there's a guy who tweets the same thing every single Saturday night, and I think it's important. He, what he, he's, the tweet is this, Sunday morning church is a Saturday night decision. I think one of the ways in which we can demonstrate that we respect the Sabbath is we prepare as much as we can on Saturday for, so that Sunday is not this crazy get-out-the-door thing and we're tired and we have this to do and that, especially if we have kids. And we so we have to get all, get the kids dressed and we have to figure out breakfast and we have to do all this stuff. And so we're all this busy and then we get to church and rather than spending the time thinking about the gospel and, and its impact in our lives, it's more time for us to just kind of sort of zone out until we go back to whatever we're going to do that afternoon. <laughs> and so I think... One of the, to me, one of the aspects of respecting the Sabbath is that we have a plan and we're organized and we've thought through what will, how we we can do things on Saturday to help us take care of the Sabbath. Right. So, and it's also a a sense where I purposefully aren't thinking about all the other stuff, but I'm forcing my mind to dwell upon Jesus, not because I have to, but because I get to, because I I understand that Jesus and then the gospel is where I find hope and rest from all of the issues and the problems that I'm dealing with. And there should be a sense in which I walk into church heavy and tired, and I walk out of church light with no burden. Because I'm reminded again, less a less one. burden, right? A lighter burden, a lesser burden. Because I had the opportunity once again to to allow the gospel to do its work in my life, to focus me on the cross, to re- realize that I'm not in the battle by myself. There are other people fighting too, and both as an encouragement to me, and as a sense of for me to keep on. And then I can, that should spur me for the rest of the day to spend time focused upon the gospel and thinking whether that's through Bible reading or prayer or reading Christian books or as Jeremy talked about, fellowship or whatever it is, no matter how loose or strict you want to be, but that ultimately it drives our thoughts back to Jesus. And as we think about Jesus, that will produce spiritual growth. Right, and it's also, it's okay to work if you're doing acts of mercy. Right. If you're helping the poor. Um, you know, my church uh, often went to nursing homes on Sunday afternoons after church. That's, that's. I mean, we had a church service, but we hopefully blessed them in other ways too. 
So there's acts of mercy you can be involved in as well. Not that there's anything wrong with taking a nap on Sunday afternoon, but it's not... it's not being idle. It's not just sitting doing nothing. Uh, you're active, but you're, instead of being active pursuing worldly pursuits, you're active in pursuing godly pursuits, and that that day is set aside for that. And then, so then the then the last thing I think is the Lord's Day helps us remember the goal of the Christian life is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. And as believers, we don't wait for that till eternity. It's already begun. Now, there's there's more to come, and what is to come is even better than what we're experiencing now. But it, we've already started eternal life when we believed in Jesus. And so the Sabbath is not only a day of rest where we f- reflect on the Lord, but it's a day that points to that eternal Sabbath where we'll forever be with the Lord. And obviously, in in a world where there's no sin, <laughs> it's going to be a whole lot easier to reflect on God and devote ourselves entirely to Him. But I've said before that day, the Sabbath day, is not is preparation for that e- e- eternal Sabbath. And if you can imagine the best time you've ever had at church, it's going to be even better than that. So, if we're picturing the Christian life as the Bible does, as a race or as a battle, we're we're actually getting a taste of the victory already on the Lord's day. This is this is a taste of the victory that we're going to experience eternally. So, it really should, by God's grace and the power of His Spirit. Um, revive us and prepare us to battle and to race for the rest of our lives one day in seven. So I think I'll leave it at that unless you have any other words of wisdom. I want to throw one other thought out for a second for us to talk about. I think think one other thing just quickly that the Sabbath benefits us is the Sabbath causes us to humble ourselves and recognize that we actually need the rest and that seeking God is more important than any of the other stuff we we think we need. We need God more. And so we, we bring ourselves to humble. We've talked about it a little bit, but I think we could... Well, going, going along with that, it's, it humbles you in that way, but it also humbles you because you don't have to work 24-7. Yeah. God's in charge, and God continues to work. The world doesn't depend on you. So those six days that it seems like the world depends on you, that one day in seven is supposed to remind you, no, it doesn't depend on you because you can stop everything you're doing, and the world will still continue on because the Lord is sovereign. The Lord is sufficient, not us. Right. So, just as in closing to summarize, the summary is simple. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. We thank you for listening to this episode 
episode of Ordinary Fellowship, a podcast ministry of Two Rivers Community Church. For more information about Two Rivers, you can find it on our website at www.tworiverscc.org. We look forward to questions, comments, and dreaded hate mail at ordinaryfellowship at gmail.com. Please follow us on Facebook at Ordinary Fellowship and like, subscribe, and rate this podcast on whatever service you listen to us on. But for now, we want to thank you once again for listening to this episode of Ordinary Fellowship, where we're striving to have spiritual conversations for practical Christian living. Thank you.